Today's show is sponsored by Policy Genius. If you're one of the many people looking to buy life insurance, head to policygenius.com. Today's show is also sponsored by KiwiCo. They're redefining play, and you can get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate at kiwico.com slash real. And today's show is also sponsored by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash real. The Lord wants us to be courageous. He wants us to be bold. He doesn't want us to skirt back from truth. But also knowing that a lot of the times that's coupled with a really sweet spirit, like a more sensitive spirit. You're probably more in tune with like what everyone's feeling or wanting to have peace. And so don't discount that. Like that's a beautiful thing, but don't like, but let that compel you to then share truth with a lot of love and grace, which is so needed in our culture today. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things, and maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. Hey guys, Jeff here. A quick fun note and announcement before we get into today's episode. And by the way, today's episode is a part two to last week. You guys just dominated such a fun episode on listening and engagement. So we wanted to kind of elaborate, uh, answer you guys' questions and feedback. But real quick, the timing on this is hilarious because I was not expecting this to happen so quick. This is going to sound messy and crazy, but I just wanted to let the podcast listeners know. So if you didn't, if you don't follow us on Instagram, you might have not seen we launched or I launched a how to write and publish your own book retreat. It's going to happen next July in Vermont. It's awesome. It's kind of like a mastermind, 30 people in a room um, and where I just unpack two and a half days of everything I got to equip and unlock and unleash the message God has in you. Um, And I'm just going to give you everything. I'm literally going to show you book proposals I've written. I'm going to show you agent stuff. I'm going to just peek behind the curtain on everything. One full day concentrating on writing, one full day concentrating on publishing. And we're just going to, I'm just going to unload and peel back the curtain on everything. Then we're going to get a game plan together. I'm going to teach you everything. And then for the following 12 months after we leave the retreat, there's going to be a coaching program with monthly calls, et cetera, where we literally, I hold your hand and take you to the finish line of whether you want to self-publish, traditional publish, kids book, et cetera. I'm so stoked on it, you guys. Now, the craziness is I was not expecting to sell it out in three days. Upon recording this, it's already sold out. But the good news is I've been working the last couple hours at the venue and we were able to free up some more of the 500 acre farm than I originally anticipated because I didn't think I was going to need parts of it. So with costs and all that stuff. So hopefully this is making sense. I'm still trying to figure it out on the fly. But all that to say, if you're interested, there's a handful of seats left, a handful of beds left, a handful of rooms left. Go to jeffandalissa.com. There should be a tab that says writing retreat, or you can find it on the homepage to read more. You can go on my Instagram and watch my highlight. Oh man, I'm so stoked, so stoked to see what God has in store and what books he's going to have. Uh, that you guys are going to write and it's going to come out of you guys. So again, jeffandalissa.com, there's a handful of seats I just unlocked right when I recorded this and kind of talked to the venue about. So if you're interested in that, jeffandalissa.com. Anyways, stoked on this week's episode. Can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts. Enjoy. How's it going, guys? I'm Jeff. 
I'm Melissa. Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast. We talk about faith, culture, and answer your questions. I would love to hear anybody like. I wish we could do a phone in and have try them to do it. say it as fast as you do. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, guys, this is a treat. We're excited for another episode. I'm going to lay the roadmap. We don't want to waste your time. We never want to waste your time. I actually hate those podcasts. Do not host a podcast where you waste my time. Basically, Jeff's time does not want to be wasted. Yeah, that's true. So we don't like to waste your time. Um, it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, whatever love language you receive in, usually you give that, you know? So this is mine with time wasting. Uh, I'm going to give you a roadmap. So where we're jumping into is I, I, I basically want to do a follow up, follow up episode. Yes. You know, you never know what's going to hit, but last week's episode was one of our most successful, most listened to, most engaged, most commented podcast in years, which I always find that so fascinating because I don't feel like, I feel like, so, yeah, that's a whole nother topic on why we won't dig into that. Anyways, we were just <laughs> thankful for it. We were thankful for the discussion it created. We were thankful yeah. for you guys. So we're going to do a little bit of a part two. And a little bit of a follow-up, kind of like, and this is, I will say, I love that we've made our podcast like a living document. You know, that's kind of like a word you would call like the constitution or something, but, or, you know, but what I mean by that is like um, the fact that when we bring our podcast to like Instagram and really ask you guys for engagement, you guys really show up, give us true, genuine feedback in the comments, take your time. You guys are thoughtful. You guys are smart. And it just, so it's like this really cool feedback loop where then it's like, oh, that gives me something to think about. Let's go talk about that again. So I just want to say thank you guys. So we're going to, we're going to do that. And the roadmap is we'll probably talk about the math. The couple things I want to hit, I want to talk about the opposite side. So people who do not aren't crazy, you know, do you want to just say what part one was in case the listeners haven't heard it? Yes and no. Okay. No, because like you need to go listen to that. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to repeat, you know what I mean? Um, so like, don't be crazy crazy online yeah don't be crazy online guys okay um be the personification of jesus as an ambassador of him and how you mm-hmm. type and in how you live and in how you interact online that should show right yes. and so we were really pushing hard against the people that are just aggressive flippant mean unkind rude and just don't understand that we have to give an account for what we type when jesus mm-hmm. says you're going to give an account at the end of time the keyboard was in his mind I 100% believe the keyboard was in yes. his mind. He, you know, he could see in the future when the keyboard was coming. <laughs> so, but now we're going to talk about the opposite. And then I'm going to talk about like a, one or two nuances that some of you guys brought up, which I thought was really helpful. So let's talk about the opposite because that'll mm-hmm. probably take more time than the nuance. But the first opposite was people said, yes, amen, I agree. But either I or I know someone who kind of struggles more with um, let's all just get along. Mm-hmm. Let's all just get along. Um if there's any type of abrasive conflict or anything like that, like I want to run, I want to hide, something must be wrong. That's me. Yeah. Or even like, (laughs) and there's kind of, these are two different things, but similar to that or like standing up for truth. Mm -hmm. So like there's the, there's the one of like, just when it's happening, like you think it's wrong or there's the one where like you just maybe even get fearful to stand up for truth. So Mm -hmm. fear, a a fearful motivation is different from just like an aversion. Mm -hmm. I think someone, but let's talk about a little bit of those. How do you, well, especially today in the cancel culture, that's right yeah you're like i don't want to step on a landmine yeah i feel like that brings so much fear like we've seen people just get destroyed and demolished online Mm -hmm. so then it can bring a lot of fear of wanting to really share truth and discuss ideas yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so this one i don't actually know if we'll be able to solve in an episode because it's not as easy as just like hey don't be an idiot online like last week was (laughs) but what would you say to this one when you think about Man, how do I know when to share, what to say, how to say, uh, what do I do when I feel, you know, like one question from a friend, Carly, if you're watching, um, different Carly than you're thinking. <laughs> um, Carly Namus, Carly. Oh, okay. uh, so Carly Namus, you guys are the best. You guys um, are. She had a really good question. Hopefully I can 
call you out, uh, but it was just a general question where she just said, like, can you talk about the opposite side of when did more like the, how do I say this? This is almost a third lane of like, what if you feel like you actually need to gently call someone out? Like, hey, like, that's not true. Or like, I really kind of like correction. How do you, how would you administer correction to someone online, et cetera? And Mm -hmm. what are the boundaries there? Hey guys, Jeff here. I want to take a break to talk about one of this week's sponsors, Policy Genius, a longstanding sponsor on our show. And as you know, with everything going on right now, a lot of people aren't even aware that it's possible to buy life insurance at all, or they're seriously considering it because of kind of the experience and circumstances of this year and just the craziness and preparation that's necessary to protect family, your life, or others around you or yourself. And so the good news is it's still easy to shop for life insurance right now for you or your loved ones. Right now, you could save $1,500 or more by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Now, again, if you don't know, Policy Genius allows you to basically aggregate these different policies and see the best way that also saves you money. So you head to policygenius.com and in minutes you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Then you apply for your lowest price and then their team handles all the paperwork and the red tape. Um, what's cool is they work for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll help you and take care of everything. They even have policies which allow eligible customers to skip the in-person medical exam and do it over the phone. Um, and that kind of service has actually earned them five-star rating across, I think, over like 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So if you need life insurance, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. You could save $1,500 or more a year by comparing quotes on their marketplace. Again, Policy Genius, when it comes to life insurance, it's nice to get it right. Well, especially if, um, you know, you're like in leadership, like if it's, I can picture if you are, a, have a, a level of leadership, like yeah. it's a high school student that you have yeah. or, yeah. um, something like that. How do you call people out? So I feel like the first thing that comes to my mind is we have to, be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to be living in the Spirit and being so close to Him and in the presence of God to know when to speak and when not to speak because it takes so much discernment. Um, We can be, we can look at something and say like, oh, that's not true. Mm -hmm. That is, we can be angry at it. We can be horrified at it. We can, like, sometimes my blood just boils at yeah. what people post. I'm like, oh, if you only knew the other side. Yeah. But, um, and I think that's okay. Like, I feel like sometimes that's just a righteous anger, like, of what um, is true and not true. But it's being in the presence of God and full of the Holy Spirit to know when do I speak and when do I not speak. Um, And it takes a lot of humility because I think you have to really focus on your motivation. Like, am I speaking to prove that I'm right? Am Am I speaking up to like correct them like in a prideful way? Or am I speaking up because... I want to lead them in truth and I um and I feel like the the spirit is telling me that like I well I don't know I would love to hear from you but like no, keep going. it's for me to speak yeah. up. Um sometimes I know yeah. that because I am moved in compassion to share. Yeah. I feel like I can't stop thinking about it. My heart is beating and I my hands sweat like I know that I need to step up and say something. Mm. And knowing that when I step up and say it, being kind and gracious and saying it in love, like the Lord, um, 
the Holy Spirit convicts us and the Lord corrects and disciplines, but it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. We are not moved to change when someone is rude and angry and just like so legalistically like this is right and wrong. We're moved to change out of kindness. And so coming to it, maybe like just knowing that your heart motivation is love. The two greatest commandments is to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love others as we would want to be loved. And so um, I believe that speaking truth is the most loving thing. Um, Like we don't want someone, if we know that someone is going in a bad path, like we need to speak up and share truth. But to, and that is the most loving thing, but to do it out of love and in love and sometimes that's asking good questions. Sometimes it's coming really humbly and like sharing our story or how we've changed or repenting or asking for forgiveness and then sharing mm. something. But I think just when we come with, okay, out of love, how can I love this person? Um, Holy Spirit, do you want me to speak on this? And um, yeah, I would love to hear what you have to say. But I feel like those are the first yeah. few things that come to my mind. Yeah. Um, because, oh, man, I, oh, like I want to just yeah, share, because sometimes the place is not to correct online. Sometimes it's, hey, why don't you text them? Why don't you have yeah. more for dinner and like yeah. talk about it around your dinner table? Why don't you call them on the phone? So I think it has to be, um, that's why I feel like we just have to be in prayer and asking the yeah. Lord, like, do you want me to be the one to speak into this? And how, what is the best way to do it? That'll yeah. come across the most loving. Yeah. Exactly what Alyssa said. And I would say like, you got to let kind of certain principles coexist at the same time. I would say the first one is, um, you know, totally what Alyssa said, like be spirit led. And like, you know, we can just say that cliche wise, but you really do. Like there is going to be moments where the spirit will tell you to say something to someone that that exact same sentence, he might pull you back on to another person tomorrow. Right. Meaning it's not, don't operate on the principle, operate on the spirit. Yeah. Principle should inform how you operate in the spirit but the principle principles are not the spirit. Okay. So that's, um, now they, they, and they're not against each other either. It's like, they're subservient. You're like we, we have biblical principles. We wash in them. We sit in them. We, we, uh, marinate in them. And then we allow that, like Jesus literally does not go around to everyone and says, be born again, be born again, be born again. He mm-hmm. said that to one person contextually because it made sense for him. Next page, he says, Hey, I'm the fountain of living water. Why? Cause it made sense for her. Like we don't, do we not do that? We take the principle, you know, and like, that's like eighties evangelism is like, be born again, be born again, be born again. It's like, bro, that got said once, like that got said <laughs> once to one person, you know? Um, but it just shows you how Jesus meets you. Mm-hmm. And that's what that he was doing in all those, like the living water, the be born again example, John 3, John 4. He like meets them. And so we need to meet people in their moment, speak to them. That's first principle. Second principle that is kind of the, that I think also informs like being compelling you, takes away all the pressure, but should compel you to share more is make sure you are not sharing in a context where you're motivated by kind of getting them to tap for lack of a better term, right? Tap? That's like a, a UFC term. Like, um, okay. like, uh, explain that the 10% of our audience who's guys just got that one what I mean by that is like do not share truth or whatever is compelling you to share um only under the motivation that they better listen or else or like and even like if you're not gonna like strong arm them just mentally like will you be disgruntled if they don't listen rather like that's not Mm -hmm. there's a there's a little bit more free spirit of just truth is external truth is outside ourselves in Jesus which means we can 
put it out there and just let it live. Like I, I yeah. believe the truth will win. I believe Jesus, yeah. you know, not saying that we need to be silent then, but I'm saying when you put it out there, I believe Lord moves and works and will take care of it. Like, well, and if they harden their heart, they harden their heart. And if they soften their yeah. heart, they soften their heart. Like there's a little bit of like, you got to leave it up to God after you share it. Not, you know, he's responsible for the fruit. We're responsible for the faithfulness yeah. to do what he asked us to do. And I think specifically do. with argument based type things, mm-hmm. I think a lot of us tend to, when we are compelled to share, we would be very disappointed, disgruntled, or frustrated if um, we share and like nothing happens. But it's like, who yeah. cares? It's, you should feel the same if that happens versus if they like, oh, yes, thank you. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's like, that's not your, that's a whole different ballgame. That's above your pay grade. So <laughs> that principle, I think, but I like that. I think that takes away the pressure. So yeah. I'm like, oh, well, then I'm just going to sh- like, yeah, just, you know, and then what that does is that starts creating a tone where you say things like I said last week of like, oh, have you ever considered um, X? Oh, you ever thought about, you know, Y? Like it just kind of creates this like, oh yeah, let me just put this out in front of you and make sure this is in the mix. Mm-hmm. Let me just put this in the mix while your brain is swirling. That's a <laughs> lot better spirit yeah. of like kind of disagreement, conversation, mm-hmm. speaking truth, you know, like whatever it is, whether it's big issues like sexuality, God's vision for that, whether it's all these things, I just kind of like, oh yeah, let me put this in the mix. Let's make sure that that's at least on mm-hmm. the table that you're considering. And mm-hmm. I think the Lord will do his work if I, you know, if things are happening. So that's third, second principle. And then third was above reproach and full of love. Like Alyssa said, I was trying to look for it and I was reading. If you were on video, you saw me picking up the Bible. Um, Acts 6, which if you don't know Acts 6 and 7, Stephen's speech, it's like one of the richest pieces of scripture, mm-hmm. which by the way, that's, it's, it's kind of like a meta inception moment because he be, like in the scripture, he basically interprets the whole hebraic scripture Mm -hmm. so it's like crazy like it's very very helpful by the way to interpret how you interpret the old testament via how the new testament writers interpret Mm -hmm. the old testament that's another talk for another time but right when he gets seized and you know he gets stoned later um not marijuana by the way um it says but when they seized him they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was Mm -hmm. speaking kind of basically like even when they were like stoning him or seizing him before that etc they like they couldn't withstand the wisdom and the spirit that was on him meaning wow. like there's a level of like power when you're walking in your agency mm-hmm. as an ambassador of Jesus that just like if you're doing it his way people won't be able to withstand the power and the the spirit and the wisdom now it doesn't mean you're not going to get stoned right metaphorically maybe in america or maybe even persecuted church overseas but i'm saying like you know mm-hmm. that that's different than like they couldn't withstand it it's powerful it's emanating it's it's you know it's like above reproach there was something they couldn't argue with so, so you have all those three principles go at once. I think it's powerful. But before we move on to the little wise serpent doves verse, etc., what would you any more you'd say to that? Of just like, yeah, how do you how would you encourage someone who is like maybe more, you know, the funny word I used last week, which I think was helpful, the analogy is sh- sheep, but you know, I would say people that are more sheep-ish mm-hmm. in the bad sense of the word. That's like the word we don't use that as an animal word. We use that as like a attitude word, you know, yeah. like when people are sheepish, they kind of hiding back. But yeah. Hey guys, another sponsor on this week's show, and that is KiwiCo. You guys know we love KiwiCo. They're the best. Our kids absolutely love them. Let me tell you, that is for sure. Now, if you don't know what KiwiCo is, basically it um, allows your kids to engage in these really cool boxes and activities for art and science that teach them, engage with them, and are super, super creative. Now, again, we all know the school year is unlike any other, whether your kids are going back to school or locking in a classroom from home. And as parents, we're all looking for better resources to kind of engage, keep our kids thriving. And I think KiwiCo is a really sweet one that we love and that we do. And even our friends, we were just at a friend's house the other day and the kids were explaining, um, their kids were explaining to our kids, the, the one they got recently and how much they loved it. So we love it. Uh, there's so many I can think of that we love. There was the really cool one with 
ice and food coloring that taught certain things and principles. There was the rocket ship one that talks about like propulsion that Kinsley got to build. It was awesome. So again, your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to your door every month. And they'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. And I know our kids are all the time. You'll be surprised how high quality they are as well. So do your part to encourage your kids to be innovators and creative thinkers. Um, Because I know as a parent, it's hard to think of those on our own. KiwiCo takes away all that guesswork. So they're redefining play and learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. And there's something for every kid at KiwiCo. So get 3% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwico.com slash real. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash real. I know it is such a big topic and I will say, <clears throat> what will I say? I will say, I will say, I don't know. Well, I speaking. Okay. So in our marriage, I wish I'm sure all of you can detect Jeff is the more outspoken, extroverted, bold. I wouldn't um, say I'm extroverted, but yes. Well, else. people would think you're extroverted. Yeah, totally. Not afraid to say what he thinks. Um, and I really um, admire that. Like, yeah. I really look up to that. And I am not afraid to speak truth, but I um, sometimes I am sheepish because I fear people's approval. Mm. I fear that I won't be able to say it eloquently enough, that I won't have enough logic behind what I have to say, um, that there's just a lot of things that... Um, I've, the Lord has been working on in me. Um, and so one area that I, I feel like the Lord has really grown me the last year, especially and right now in that, like what I said, being full of the spirit. And so when I feel like he is like telling, like telling me or moving me or, um, motivating me to speak up then i just want to be faithful i'm gonna obey so like i'm gonna just say it and it's probably not gonna sound the best it could be i probably will botch it a little bit or it could be better but i'm just gonna be faithful to obey what the lord is moving in me to do and then the second thing i feel like i'm in a season of learning is really just asking a lot of questions tell me more tell me about that tell me why um just like I want to understand instead of just like making all these assumptions and putting people in certain boxes and being bold enough to ask the questions and to have those conversations, which are so good and so sharpening. Even if I'm sitting with someone that I may not agree with on this subject, it's so encouraging to be sharpened and just to understand better and to not be afraid to ask those questions. I think this has been going on in my head for like two years now, but Jeff gave a if talk, like, was that two years ago? Oh yeah, 2018, yeah. About mentorship. And the very last thing he said was this line that's haunted me almost the last two years, like, what are you afraid of? And I feel like- And I was under the context of talks of saying like, you should absolutely chase the quickest and best way to be exposed, get vulnerable, have people mm-hmm. call you out in all the bad areas because what are you afraid of? Like Jesus says, I want to make you more like me. So why would you not want to go as fast as possible right. in that process? Yeah. And so I feel like I've had that line in my head for two years. Like, what am I afraid of? And I, I, and so I speak, say that because I think people that maybe are more sheepish or who are more in the category of like, let's just all love each other and don't like 
like heated discussions, which obviously all of you guys said like, oh, this is so uncomfortable last week because it's not my like favorite People thing. People were loving it. Um, there was a ton of eight, nine marriages out there and they were like, hashtag I resonate. <laughs> That was funny. But I think we have for though speaking to those people that are similar to me, what are we so afraid of? Like, do we please man or do we please the Lord? And I just want to be faithful to please the Lord. So if that means speaking up and sharing something, I'm going to do that. If that means stepping up and asking a question that maybe I'm fearful that they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she asked that. I'm going to ask it. And I'm going to just give myself so much grace to like not have it be perfect. Like, to learn and grow and to be sharpened and yeah. have conversations. And it's going to be messy sometimes. It's not going to be amazing, but like, what are we afraid of? Let's, let's be about obeying the Lord and let's yeah. be about seeking truth and being about sharpening one another to be mature, to grow in the grace and wisdom of the Lord. And that comes through conversation. So let's not flee from those let's step into those healthy conversations and obviously there's a way to do it and online it's not done very well a lot of the times um but so yeah i don't know if that totally answers i know online it's a little different but just like she's preaching I she's think, preaching i think the thing is to ask yourself if i should step up and ask something or share something ask yourself what is holding you back is it fear if it is fear then you probably should say something if it's pride then you probably shouldn't say something, mm, yeah. you know? And so just kind of like, what's my motivation? Why am I not speaking? Why yeah. do I feel compelled to speak? Is it out of love? Is it out of pride? Is it fear? Or is it is like, it I'm going to be <laughs> courageous. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <Jeff>. <laughs> and that's our marriage right there. You were on fire though. You were on fire. Amen. Thanks. We just cut okay, it there. read us about the sheep in the No, world. I mean, I was just going to cut it there because I was so fire. Um, but amen. Amen. I have nothing more to add to that because you just brought it home. Um, and if you saw me on video, I was like fanning her down because she's, no. she's preaching. Wait, can I say one more thing? Yes. If you fall more in the category of being sheepish, we'll just go with that. I think too, know that the Lord wants us to be courageous. He wants us to be bold. He doesn't want us to skirt back from truth. But also knowing that a lot of the times that's coupled with a really sweet spirit, like a more sensitive spirit. You're probably more in tune with like what everyone's feeling or wanting to have peace. And so don't discount that. Like that's a beautiful thing, but don't like, but let that compel you to then share truth with a lot of love and grace, which is so needed in our culture today. Like a lot of truth that is shared is out of just like, hatred and wanting to be right and to like like be uh i just lost my train of thought be the pharisee like i just want to correct people and yeah. like your spirit is needed today but don't hold back like ask and seek truth and speak truth out yeah Okay. Amen. I don't know how much time we'll have on this last part, so maybe we'll do a part three because I think there's more here <laughs> unless maybe I can try to summarize it fast. One of the biggest, I wouldn't say critiques, uh, I think I would say one of the biggest nuances a handful of you guys tossed back at me last week's conversation was Matthew 10. Uh, and it's funny as I actually thought it was the text that was supporting more me. And I think some of these people thought it was more supporting them, which I think that's actually the cool part because I think it's supporting both. That's like the cool part about scripture. But let's break it down a little. Mm -hmm. 
Hey guys, let me tell you about another sponsor, and that is ZipRecruiter. You guys know we love ZipRecruiter. If you're a business owner, if you're in any possible way hiring people for any types of jobs, ZipRecruiter is where where you need to go immediately. They tell this cool story of Monica Starks and how she was a real ZipRecruiter customer who's used ZipRecruiter to hire for her company, G5 Group. Now, she had these problems, right, of like she had these needs but couldn't get those needs met or it was just a ton of red tape or very difficult, and she needed to hire for pivotal roles at her construction company, this uh, GS Group, and it was having a tough time finding the right person. Person. So especially with so many candidates. And so she switched to ZipRecruiter. And it's cool is it doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. The technology actually identifies people with the right experience for your job and invites them to apply, which is why you should try it at ZipRecruiter.com slash real. And that's actually how she found her uh, person for that pivotal role, who she even says was Lamont Jenkins. And so she used ZipRecruiter to uh, have ZipRecruiter send her Lamont's profile. And guess what? Around five minutes after she posted, which is crazy and awesome and actually the person she hired. How amazing is that? So four out of five employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself how ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. Try it now for free. That's right, free ZipRecruiter.com slash real. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash real, R-E-A-L. And what it is, is it's the text that says, um, Matthew 6, 10, 16 is the famous verse. Then it goes down a little bit. It says, behold, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. So that's what I was referencing, by the way, when I was, that was the verse I was thinking of at the end of last week, when I was saying like, y'all need to chill being wolves. I loved how someone said on their Instagram, they're like, oh, it's time for me to get out the file and, uh, file down my teeth. And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Like you, some of y'all need to get at the file and like file your teeth down and soften up a little bit and actually act like Jesus. Um, and not saying that Jesus is just some soft hippie guy, but no. he uses the weapon of calculated love. That's mm-hmm. different, right? I'm, that's yeah. radically different. And we're going to get into that in a sec. But yeah, so I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. He's talking to his disciples. So be wise as serpents, which by the way, a lot of us see that. And we're like, oh, Genesis, Satan. It's not that. First century serpents were seen as like the, the prototype of cunning and mm-hmm. wisdom. Um, which is why it says be wise as serpents and be innocent as doves. Beware of men for they will deliver you over to the court and flog you in their synagogues. And then he goes into a little bit of a treatise of like, when that happens, I'll be with you, etc. But man, what a preparatory kind of pep talk that we all need from Jesus in just a couple verses. I'm sending you out as sheep amongst wolves. So understand the context of the characters. You are not a wolf. You are a sheep. And do not be surprised that there are, there are wolves Yeah, don't there. be surprised that people are trying to eat you. <laughs> and let him eat you. Like that's literally what like hmm. Jesus says, like I'm a sheep. Like, and, and what is a sheep too? A sheep gets led to the slaughter and that slaughter when they think they're winning gets turned upside down and is actually in the moment of victory. Like you got to let the ethic of Jesus actually play mm-hmm. out in your life. But then he says, but well, it's not even a, but it's more of like an addition. And in that be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. So um, here's one thing I'll talk about. It's like, yet, like there is absolutely you absolutely maybe if someone listened last week, they could conflate what we're saying. Or if you just stick on the sheep imagery too much, you kind of could maybe come away if you're not nuanced enough or in the text or thinking or letting it kind of sit in its full picture that um, you don't need to be wise or shrewd or um, I think shrewd is a really good word or a good steward or another way I would say is I think what this text is saying is strategic. Mm-hmm. Jesus wants Jesus is teaching his disciples you need to be deeply strategic. But here's the here's the question: What is the strategy? What is the game plan? What is the war plan? And he says it right there. If like like here the world is playing checkers, we need to be playing chess, mm-hmm. right? Like and chess in this world is the the move of like when someone thinks they checkmated you, 
but you checkmated them, right? It's kind of, that's what chess is. It's like you're three steps ahead. And Jesus was three steps ahead where the powers of darkness believed they were pushing up to this moment of killing him. They finally thought they achieved that. And then right at that moment, everyone goes, oh no, like (laughs) fail, we lost. That is chess when the powers of darkness were playing checkers, right? They were doing addition. Jesus was doing algebra. And so that's the strategy you have to have, though, and it almost always is coupled with the ethic of sacrificial upside down kingdom love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you detach that from that, then you're not that. That's what he's saying. Like, be wise as serpents. These people are going to flog you and don't pull out your sword. That's going to be strategic mm-hmm. for this movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's going to be strategic. Um so that just seems so obvious, but but yeah, and then one thing I would say too is I think this gets into and then you wait. Can, you want to talk about the innocent as doves too? Wait. Well, I think the same thing, and that was we kind of alluded to a Stephen that you need to also be so pure that you're above reproach. Yeah, that in the way you go about this, you should be so pure. That's what that means: innocent and pure as a dove. That there is like there is no there is not one ounce of of the powers of darkness being able to say, "Oh, gotcha." Mm-hmm. from an integrity standpoint i mean even some of the leaders we're seeing at some of the universities right now and pres like yeah man it's the opposite of that yeah right and so because it's like that's it's sad but that's that's the opposite and so then one thing i'll end on is and if you if you this is one of my favorite texts so you you, you know you, i don't use it all the time but you, if you listen long enough you you know and then you can follow up with closing thought is that verse in revelation right which i think is like one thing because then there was another someone who's commenting and kind of said like yeah but we're supposed to be like bold as lions right and proverbs does say that proverbs says that by the way not jesus which i'm not saying they're not against each other but i'm just saying contextually you need to know that um he was like we need to be bold designs and i was like well yes but again in the strategic lamb way Mm -hmm. and revelation solves this revelation completely solves this there's this beautiful imagery in the apocalyptic literature that john uses where i can't remember the chapter but he basically says i heard the line of the tribe of judah okay so he audibly heard this roar aslan just you know roar basically um and so he says so he looks and then I saw the Lamb of God. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, so that... Where's that? What chapter? I'd have to Google it real quick, but it's in Revelation. You guys can Google it. But it's like, so he basically hears a lion, but looks, and so it gets his attention, and so he sees a lamb. And so what I think that text is saying, and what certainly Revelation is doing with all its imagery, is trying to show this subvers- subversive nature of the kingdom and the community of God. And what that one is saying is like, you know, what is a lion? Power. Okay, so I hear power. I hear like just sheer force. But when I look, what does that power look like? That power looks like a lamb that's getting slaughtered. Mm -hmm. That combination is kingdom vision, Yeah. right? The world and even Christians want to do one or the other, Mm -hmm. right? Well, it's like, no, no, like that, that what John is saying is that the vision of power according to the kingdom and the most lion-esque heart is a lamb that's slaughtered like sacrifice basically. Right. And Jesus shows that himself. So I just think, man, we got to, that's like a layer behind the layer behind the layer, but mm-hmm. how you even envision power mm-hmm. is going to, yeah. you know, and there's a whole nother talk. I do want to nuance that. I don't think we have time for Like if you're in leadership, then you, there's a little difference here of like, you are then a shepherd, not that's just true. a sheep it is different. and you have to protect sheep, etc. Yep. But that's, I don't ever tend to see that exact context play out of like, and then those people making a certain decision to protect their sheep. I don't see that playing out. It's usually just people, you know, going crazy, but yeah. How would you, Close this out. Give a final mm. word. Give a nug. <laughs> Drop a bomb. I just love that imagery of the lion and then the lamb. And I mean, that's who God, that's who God is, the lion and the lamb. And we are being made into the likeness of Christ. And so it's a tension 
I don't know. Could you say it's a tension? Because do I don't know. I no? think it's more of a conduit and a funnel. I don't think it's a tension. I think it's it's it it's not one or the other. It's like saying like this is the way it's going to go. And what I mean is like basically what that text is saying is I hear power. I see sacrifice. Power mm. equals sacrifice okay. according to the kingdom ethic. That's good. Okay. Okay. Right. Worldly mm. ethic is power equals coercion, violence, right. force, right. aggression. Right. And so the kingdom upside down nature that like we got to see the mystery of in Jesus is like power is sacrifice. Yeah. Right. I hear power. I see sacrifice. And so it's like it's going to look. Yes. I, power in the kingdom is going to look like the lamb, mm-hmm. not the lion. Because there's, it doesn't, you know. Right. Now, of course, there's the vic- victory we see in the lion that we see, you know, at the end. Mm-hmm. That's why he heard a lion. Because, mm-hmm. like, the victory is here. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's so good. Um, Man. Yeah, it's hard to, I mean, it's so good to talk about. But it's like each moment, it really, you just have to. Live it out. Yeah. You have to be in the spirit. You have yeah. to be in prayer. But here's one thing I will say. Regardless of if you share or you don't share. Um, are you praying? Yeah. Like I could look at a comment board and get really riled up or feel like, oh, I would love to like share this, but I just don't feel like I need to say anything right now. But I would hope my heart then would like stop for a minute and just pray. Yeah. Like I'm going to pray for that situation or that person or for truth to be one there or whatever it is. Um, I think, okay. So that, I think that leads me to this thought. Like, are we being the most loving and sharing truth? I don't know how to say it, but like, what? Oh, man, I don't even know how to say it. But it doesn't always have to be in the seen places. Mm. I feel like we can fight for truth and um, show love in all the, in so many unseen moments that people won't see, but the Lord sees. Mm -hmm. And, And even more so, the Lord sees our heart and the motivation behind it. And... Um, so yeah, I think it's that like, just, you have to walk with the Lord. Like, do you want me to share? Or do you not want me to share? I'm going to pray for them, pray for my heart and my understanding and my loving. Um, cause we as Christians should not back away from truth in at all. Yeah. Like we should be like our world is, I feel like there's just truth is so relative. It's like falling apart. It's like yeah. not. And it's like, we know the truth. So let's stand up and be bold and share courageously the truth. But let's do it in such a loving, kind, gracious way, bold way that is that like uh, that compels people to like want to want to lean in a little yeah. bit. Well, it's just I mean, guys, we have the best example. Like it's Jesus, right? Yeah. He's truth embodied. He's yeah. called the way, the truth and life for a reason. God did just not God did. If God just wanted us to have intellectual facts that could slay people, you know, he would just have, you know, tossed the Bible down like a football, <laughs> right? The scriptures are unbelievably necessary, sufficient, inerrant. Uh, you know, like we need them. They testify about Jesus, but they testify about Jesus. Like, you know, the he's the embodiment of truth. And so he is what everything crashes on, ends on, finalizes on in regards to what it's going to look like, mm-hmm. how it should go, um, how he how he was compelling, how he shared, how he walked, how he engaged, et cetera. Yeah. You know? Well, I yeah. love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm excited to hear what you guys' thoughts are this week yes. again. Um, and who knows, based on your feedback, if there's always enough pushback or questions or even just agreement or whatever, based on that, the but want more, then we tend to do a part, another part. Cause it's just like, where it's just a little loop based on what you guys do. It's a fun little living interaction. So, mm-hmm. Hey, we appreciate you guys. We're stoked to hear what you think and uh, have a good day. Bye.